Welcome to the Styled Situation Podcast. We're your hosts, Tamar and Kiara. Hang out with us while we discuss this week's fashion highlights. Let's get right into it, Tamar. What are we talking about this week? Kiara, in this week's episode, we're going to catch up and talk about what we did over the 4th of July. We're going to go over our In Our Closet segment and Mm -hmm. talk about what we have gotten rid of in our closets and what we have brought into our closets. We're also going to talk about some current events and answer a very juicy listener question. Yeah, we were both able to go out of town, get out of Houston for a few days to celebrate 4th of July. We went to Cinnamon Shore. And I got to run around New York and Brooklyn for a few days. That sounds so fun. Actually, it was five days. It was really, really nice to just bop around. You were gone for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but it, it like, went by fast, but also, like, not. I felt like I covered a lot of stuff. I was able to go... Um, yeah, so what were you doing? I went to my coworkers and, like, best friend were, like, really, really close. I went to his 40th, and it was really nice because I got to meet all of his friends. We talk on the phone all day, every day. We are constantly talking about not only work and, like, bouncing ideas off of each other, but of course, our lives. And so I finally got to meet like the cast of his life at dinner that night. So it was so much fun. I brought like my Instamax and was just taking all these pictures of his friends. And it was super, super fun. And I stayed with him and it was so nice to like, as someone that lives alone, have someone that in the morning you could have coffee with and talk about how you slept and catch up about what we're going to do in the morning. And we got to go into the office together and we went shopping a lot in New York, not shopping for us, but shopping for our clients or shopping to see what's out there. Or doing research. Yes. Or like researching. Yeah. yeah, I remember doing a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. But it's always more fun in the city that you don't live in. Or Well, New York has so much too. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So it and their selection is, is different. I mean, the New York selection is different than Absolutely. what we're going to get sometimes. So 100%. So, and I got to meet all of his contacts and ones that I hear about through the grapevine, like, oh, so-and-so at Bulgari or so-and-so at Cartier. And so it was so nice. And getting the VIP treatment is always really, really nice. So I got there on the last day of last month because the birthday was the first and I was there through the fourth. So we had plans to do something for the fourth. We were going to hit up the beach on, Mm. I don't remember if it was Long Island or where it was exactly, but we were totally rained out which I didn't realize was so soggy and annoying in New York. (laughs) So luckily we didn't take the train because that would have been a nightmare. I'm so used to taking trains around New York. I have family that lives on Long Island. But when you take a train, you don't have a car to run back into. Oh, yeah. So we did have a car. And I thought that we would just be like set after that. But all the restaurants on the island were packed. We, this is so bad, but we went to a restaurant, no, a hotel where you can get like a pool day pass. And they were like, you know, the line is like super, super long, but you can hang out there upstairs. And we went thinking that maybe we had like VIP, like, oh, we can just hang out for a little bit and have like a moment to ourselves while we wait to get a drink. No, I mean, people were camped out inside. Like they were having full indoor picnics. Like they had just given up on the day. Oh my gosh. Families, groups of friends, like wall to wall of what's probably a banquet room. And so anyway, that was not for us. We had to go all the way back to Brooklyn and and get dinner there. But anyway, it was a great, it was a great time regardless. I had a pool day. I had a rained out beach day and I had 
lots of great dinners with clients and family friends and it was really nice so overall it was a good trip yeah overall i feel like it always rains on the fourth of july or any like any holiday that we have fireworks that are set to go off i feel like it rains i've never i don't think i remember any like dry fourth of july's or canada days sorry so july 1st is canada day by the way oh that's right yeah, and i just even remember back in canada it was like you get when it's a kid like you're so excited for the fireworks and then it would rain and you're like what why always I don't have all these holidays that we put fireworks out. Well, I guess it's better to be rained out than to cause fires. Like, yeah, yeah, especially if you're Canadian. But I did want to say one thing that was really fun about getting dressed in New York. I have this sheer skirt and I heard that it's like the summer of no pants. Oh, yeah. So I got to like go to dinner and my sheer skirt and just I got like a really nice fabric swimsuit bottom that fits really well. And like I felt like it's good enough coverage to like wear walking around the streets of New York. And that mm-hmm. was really fun. I was totally misled. As far as I knew, it was not the summer of no pants. I think I was the only one, <laughs> the only one with no pants. But I really loved it. It's tomorrow's I, summer of no pants. It's tomorrow's <laughs> summer of no pants. And I could do that in New York City. I can't do that in Houston. And I don't feel like I can do that in LA. So. Well, I feel like New York is the place that you can do that. And it's taken as fashion, you know, very clearly as a fashion choice and not like, because LA even seems a little, it's not as fashionable, right? LA is not as fat. It's not fashion like, the way New York is. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. And New York is way more, ed- like is way edgier. Yeah. So I think that's the perfect place. To wear no pants. To have your <laughs> summer of no pants. Check out my Instagram at shoe diet to see. <laughs> exactly. Me without pants <laughs> oh, goodness. That's on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My 4th of July. Actually, it didn't rain. for the. Fr- I remember on 4th of July looking outside. And I was like, I can't believe it's not raining here. This wow, is such a first. So many times it happens to be all the time for some reason. Anyways, we went to Cinnamon Shore. It's three and a half hours south. It's in Port Arnassis, kind of Corpus Christi area. And... Cinnamon Shore is like a resort type of, I wouldn't say it's a resort like a hotel, but there are these beautiful houses that they've built that you rent out. It's like these rentals. It's like a rental resort. I think there's also condos that you can get. I, I don't I don't see like a hotel on premise, but it's kind of like a community. Yeah. That some we- people own, but they also, the Cinnamon Shore like branch or brand make, handles all the rentals. Like you can't rent from like an, an individual. Yeah. It's like you have to do it on the website. As far as I'm aware. But you, you post a lot of pictures and like the whole like... Yeah, the whole... Um, everything is very aesthetic. It's like a very shiplap, all white houses. They kind of... Somebody on my Instagram said it remind, they thought I was like in New England, which was interesting. Yeah, I feel like you understood the assignment of 4th of July. <laughs> it was very 4th of July look like aesthetic, I think. Yeah, it was just so... It was really pretty, really close to the beach. We could walk to the beach. We walked to the pool. The pool was like really popping, but families. Like everybody had a kid, but everybody else had a beer in their hand. And there was like a like a pool bar, kids running around. It was not like a and then like music that the music that was playing, the playlist was like straight from our it was like Blink 182. Um, oh, that's good. Like, you were going to say it was like a kitty, like... No, it was like for the millennial parents. <laughs> like They were like, we Perfect. know who our clients are. We're playing the songs from when they were kids. And it was just so funny. And yeah, so Matt and I had a good time. And our, my one tip that I'm not going to get into detail <laughs> is that to, we made these plans very last minute. Like we booked it on 
Saturday and then drove out on for the Monday. So like literally Sunday to pass. So usually you want to, um, when you're there in the Cinnamon Shore area, everybody rents a golf cart and there were no golf carts left for us. So we accidentally rented a really crappy golf cart, which then we were reimbursed for after a, a little bit of a long story. <laughs> and Matt's seven mile trek down the beach in a not beach golf cart. <laughs> Would you say that he Fred Flintstoned it? <laughs> yes, we were talking about this. Poor Matt had to like dig himself out like dig himself from underneath the sand like like the wheels of the golf cart were just like stuck in the sand people were helping push him like it was just he was not happy it was not his ideal for a vacation but um everything got sorted out in the end but book your golf carts in advance <laughs> and you said that they were really nice and really accommodating yeah the company was really nice like they accidentally should we plug them sure cactus golf cart rentals i think i don't know i would called so many so many places that didn't have any and they at least tried, you know, to like get us something, but the people that rented it out to it's like, it's like under new management and they had hired some new people. And these people didn't realize like that the golf cart they rented us was not for the beach. And when they found out, they like reimbursed us fully and were very nice and took care of everything. So that's what matters. That's, all, that's what matters. <laughs> well, we both had very different 4th of July, but water was involved and my 4th was rained out. Yours wasn't. So yeah, we did pour the next day though. Yeah, crazy. Missed it by a day. All right, let's get into. You just did a recap of what we're talking about today, but I don't remember. What's the. Oh, we're getting in our closet. Yes. Right. So I actually was very inspired by my coworker's living space. He mm. has, like, of course, it's a New York City place and every single centimeter is accounted for. And when I got back, I realized how much of my space wasn't utilized well. Oh. And so it was so inspiring. So I went through my closet and I reorganize my teas and tanks. And that's something that's like, I, so boring. I, and I never want to deal with it. And so I actually went through and all the teas and tanks that I haven't worn this year, I got rid of, especially like, is that ones like that had slogans that I oh. wasn't, you know, like just ones that are at the bottom that I'm like digging. <laughs> I have to do that. I have this one t-shirt that says iconic on it. And I'm just like, okay, Paris, like what the heck are you doing? She is back. <laughs> she is back. But I'm just like, yeah, that's got to go. You just reminded me. That's got to go. I had one that was Aperol Spritz branded and like, oh, I know, but it's orange. I just don't wear orange. I keep on thinking yeah. I'm going to wear it because Aperol is like so cool and like everybody drinks it. It's like you're going to wear it ironically. I know what you mean. No, I mean like. No, you're just, seriously? No, you'd wear it ironically. Like, kind of like all the kids and all, all these um, Gen Zers wear clothes ironically. I guess I don't know if I'm living my life ironically. <laughs> I feel like I would wear it seriously, but I haven't worn it. I've had it for a few years. And so that amongst a bunch of stuff I said goodbye to. And all my denim shorts, we went said last episode that I was buying ones that were like updated yes. denim shorts that I felt like were updated for this year. So all the ones that I felt were outdated, I was like- Tossed them. Yeah, they're denim shorts. I know. I feel like I can never find like the perfect denim short. You're wearing a good one. Yeah, no, these are new. So- I'll talk about them. Yeah, describe these. Are we getting into my closet? Are you done in your closet? No. I'm done. You're done? Yeah. Okay. So you cleaned it out mainly. Yes. Well, that was a good I've been shopping, but I want to talk about that next episode. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about the shopping next week. <laughs> Hopefully next week. <laughs> yeah. So things that I have gotten recently. Well, I did a collab with AG Jeans. Love AG. Yeah. They're amazing. And part of it is like you pick out like your pieces. And these are one of the pieces I picked out. They are I love these them. like 
They're lower. I'd say like they're like a lower rise, which I totally thought of you. A few of the pieces I picked were actually lower rise, which, Love you know, it. I thought of I thought of you and all. It must be like your little voice in my head <laughs> in all these past epi styling episodes where you're like, everything has to be low and show my belly button. Um, then they're kind of like a little slouchy, but still fitted enough that I don't feel like it's baggy. It's just kind of like relaxed enough. Yes. You know? And I feel like I do get a little bit of coverage on my stomach. So I'm not like super low rise, like Britney Spears in the 2000s, you know? Yeah. They're not like um, barely hanging on. Yeah. But they look like they're like, not a high rise. They don't taper in at the waist. Right. Can you describe them? You're doing a better job. <laughs> yeah. I would say that they're like a boyfriend, but like a fitted boy. Like they're not too slouchy. Yeah. They're not too baggy, not too slouchy. I still feel like girl like I can be a little girly a little cute in them but it's in a relaxed effortless way you can wear like you're wearing it right now with like a long sleeve t-shirt mm -hmm. but you could wear like a more feminine like a peasant or you know frillier top well I wore it with a um like a really skin tight tank top kind of tucked in and I really liked how that looked because I was like you know something's tight and form-fitting and something can be a little looser and I liked what it looked like you know well what style are these and what size did you get compared to your normal size this is my true size. Let me see. Oh, and they're white, which is great for summer. And I think it really helps. I'm, mm -hmm. Where's my a, size? A 24. They're so very cute. They're the clove short and white from AG. And I got other jeans from them that I love. Just can't remember the names. Uh, but I have them on my Instagram. I actually did a reel with everything. And then there's some carpenter pants that are also like kind of a similar fit like this like a little lower rise kind of slouchy cute and they are so cute and really lightweight so they're perfect for summer so we can see that all on your instagram which we'll link yeah i did a reel where i showed like all the pieces that i got and i would like i really like these ones i love good them. addition i'm trying to think if there's anything else oh i'm adding tennis dresses it's just so freaking hot and I'm chasing a toddler all the time. I actually brought my tennis skirt to New York and I've been wearing it actually more here than there, but it's so hot outside and it's so nice to wear. Yeah. Yeah, you just feel like put together, feminine, you know, not like, like you could be dressed up, but you're not like in your Lululemon like yoga pants or like, you and, know what I mean? And they can be really, really short because it has built-in shorts. Yes, exactly. The built-in shorts are key. Yes. Moving on to our current events, Something that everybody's talking about is the Jonah Hill scandal, the text scandal. I know. Like, everybody's talking about it. So we I feel like it's pertinent. It's pertinent to cover. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so pertinent in today's culture. Mm -hmm. so do you want to share your thoughts? Or should we, we should explain for those of you who haven't heard. Jonah Hill was dating Sarah Brady, a surfer, professional surfer and professional model. And he sent her a series of texts, which she exposed. It seems like she is saying that she waited until his now current fiance. Yeah, how long ago have they, how long ago have they been broken up? It's been like a while, but she, she is saying that she wanted to wait until she was out of like the first part of her pregnancy before oh, she like- Before shocking the new couple, like the, the his current girlfriend? Yeah, and oh, possible fiance, yeah. Because she didn't want to affect the pregnancy or distress her, okay. distress the mom-to-be. Okay. So she waited and then revealed these texts that are, I think... They're not great PR. It's definitely not a good look. They're so bad. And I think that it's so interesting that 
he is able to say things like, okay, let's go back and talk about Jonah Hill the last couple of years. He came out with two movies. Mm -hmm. There's Us People. Yeah. And then there's, no, there's You People. Oh, You People. Yeah. And then there's the one about him and his therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was really, really weirded out by both of them. So Us People is Jonah Hill. You People. Sorry. <laughs> you People. You People. Jonah Hill's character is Jewish, and he falls in love with a really pretty black girl, and they date, and the parents have this saga. They obviously come from different backgrounds that don't get along, and the parents are feuding, and it very much portrays Jewish people this way and black people, Muslim people another way, and it really, really bothered me at the time, being Jewish and... I felt like it was like a little bit derogatory towards his own religion. Interesting. That was my own take on it. It was, there was something about it that I felt like really pigeonholed and stereotyped both kinds of people and it crept me out. Then there was another movie where it was him and his relationship with his therapist and the therapist is the celebrity therapist, mm -hmm. but I felt like the therapist was way too involved, like one of those when you work with me, you have to do what I say, and I do things that are more intense and more vigorous mm -hmm. than your average therapist. That makes me so good. And that gave me the creeps too. And so I just feel like Jonah Hill is, like you said, not getting a lot of good PR. All these celebrities <laughs> right now are saying, like, I told you 10 years ago, like back when he was just like right. a funny guy, like before all the tattoos and before all whatever, that he was horrible to work with. But the story is, Sarah Brady and Joan dated for a year and he knew what he was getting into that she's a surfer and she's so he sent her these text messages that are basically saying you know I don't like the photos you're posting on Instagram I don't like that you're hanging out with these guys that are like her peer like her co-workers right surfers. yeah like she's <laughs> not in an all-woman surfing village right and but there's also guys that surf and that she probably is friends with that she's been friends with for years yeah, um, that are colleagues or whatever. Yeah, and, and even if she, they're not colleagues, even if they're friends. So he and was even just if not they're happy. women in the text, she oh, yeah. can't go to lunch. Or, and in the text, yeah, he doesn't want her to go to lunch with, who is it? like Women that are problematic or unstable. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but we all have that one friend that's like going through something. It's maybe not a permanent situation, right. but maybe they're a childhood friend. You're going to lunch. It's not like he said... The club's at 2 a.m. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He's like, cause, and then he said that these were all boundaries. Like, these are my boundaries. You can't hang out with these people. You can't post these kinds of photos that you continue to post on your Instagram. And you can't, yeah, hang out with these girls that I think are unstable. Unstable. And but, it was just all very vague. And so then she took photos of, and she screenshotted and then shared them, you know, how, how many months later? Yeah, so many months later. But, this is like really interesting. And so what are your thoughts? That he's thing? calling it boundaries. And it's so messed up that he's like trying to use this therapy lingo and therapize her when yeah. really it's obviously control. So obviously like she's dating him for a year. She is invested. He probably is so great to her in the beginning. He's probably praising her for who she is mm -hmm. and then goes back and cuts her down for who she is. Mm -hmm. How can you not swim in a it, swimsuit. Yeah. And why would you not post that on your Instagram? And I went to her Instagram to look at these photos and they are just like very sweet, cute, like like it's very wholesome surfer girl content. Like looks like you're having fun. Yeah. 
So And she's working and she's supporting herself and like she's doing really, really well. And why did she have to answer to him? Right. So <laughs> So it goes into this like soft boy. Oh, interesting. I think that's the term that they were using at first, like the therapy lingo. But now it's morphed into him well, being think, controlling and using the therapy lingo. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting that he was, like, so into, you know, sharing about his therapy and being really involved with, like, the therapy and with his therapist. And now that with all this knowledge, it's almost like someone that goes to school for therapy only to use it to, like, manipulate other people. You have to wonder. <laughs> you know, it's like he just kind of, that's, like, what he likes to do, I guess. I don't know. Um, He's obviously insecure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, clearly. I just don't, I mean, I think it's like a couple of things of him not being a good person in general. Like a lot of celebrities have complained about him. There's a text too that has come out about, it was, no, it wasn't. What, you have, you have cutting, breaking news? Breaking news. Breaking news. a blind item where a girl said that Justin Long invited her and a girlfriend over to his house late at night. There were two, they were two 16-year-old girls. Justin Long was 30 at the time. Jonah Hill was 24 at the time. Mm-hmm. She asked, the 16-year-old girl asked for a cigarette, and he refused to give it to her offhand, said that he had to go with her, and was giving her, like, outside, with her where? Outside to smoke. Oh, okay. And they go outside, and then he, he is, like, really weird about getting giving her the cigarette. She, like, has to ask for it again, and, and when they go inside, he, like, stops, slams door closed, and then, like, makes a pass, like, sticks his tongue down her throat or something. Oh, this is how I remember it. Like, I just, I just like heard it on the way over here. So it's obviously like he's trying to take advantage of girls and shocker. While his older comedies were very funny and like he did his characters, like he did a really good job with his characters. Like you can just tell he's like not a good person and it's very clear. Like it's clear on the screen, but that's just my opinion with this whole thing with the text messaging and, um, you know, talking about boundaries it's like really funny that guys will like go after somebody like these kinds of men that are insecure or whatever will go after a woman that they like based off of like i'm sure he saw her instagram her photos like everything accomplished she's accomplished he's dating her but now it's like now now it's a problem like why was it a problem before like don't go because he's like these are my boundaries it's like you know it's it's all boundaries that it's all these so-called boundaries that like he knew about beforehand so it's like why are you complaining about it now if it's a boundary then you shouldn't have crossed your own boundary right exactly that's what i'm trying to say why are you crossing your own boundary yeah jonah (laughs) like why don't you talk to Get yourself it together. before you talk to the girl and say, you know what, this isn't the girl for me yeah. because she's in a swimsuit and not in Look a... Look at... Exactly. You need, to re- you need to text yourself those boundaries so that you know what to look for on the next time you're scrolling on girls' Instagrams. I'm just so glad that people are seeing through this. I think that in the beginning, a couple guys are like... Or I shouldn't say... People were like, Trying well, to defend he's being him. clear about what he wants. But I'm so right. glad it's blown over and people are seeing it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about privacy, which I'm not, like, a huge fan of just screenshotting and sharing, like, celebrities. And what he said isn't, like, it's not so horrible. He's just being a dick, which, like, so many people have been dicks in text messages that, you know what I mean? But I'm sure there's, like, a lot more to it. And that's just not, like, the first time that he's... You know what I mean? I kind of, like, the whole privacy thing... 
will kind of say like are you in the right to just share this like what's your motive of doing this like who are you saving like you if you're worried about his girlfriend you could like talk to her or like his fiance or whatever you could send her it without the whole world knowing but i'm not mad at it also so he's the one that texted it and so she wanted to wait a little while maybe to make but sure, i like, feel like she should have done it sooner oh yeah i like why wait why sit on a bomb like I'm fine with maybe, it. Maybe she had coming to- out because it's news for me and it's entertainment for me. But if there is like a level of privacy and like I'm sure we've all texted something outlandish that we're like, oh shit, if somebody screenshotted that, that's probably gonna look bad for me. Yeah, no, I do believe in like not texting the crazy stuff. Yeah, like, don't te- you call you call them and you let them know in person that all oh, you're crazy. You don't text you're crazy. Maybe she was processing it. Maybe. They, oh yeah, totally. In the text though, she had. So they, they had broken up and she was reaching back out to him, which I think is pretty normal. Like, it's not easy to cut someone off, like, completely. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. She was reaching back out and he said, I have to let you know that I'm dating someone now. And she wrote, like, she wrote in handwriting, like, on her story, like, or something like, wow, I feel so stupid. I was replaced in a few days. Oh, okay. So that's I think juicy. She's processing it. Oh. He replaced, so he was cheating on her. I mean. I don't know if he was cheating on her, but... How you find a girl in two days? And she, the, when is this baby coming? Right, <laughs> What's exactly, timeline? exactly. What's the timeline? All right, so um, Jonah Hill. Garbage or not garbage? Garbage. <laughs> um, I stole that from a podcast that's called... That, that they have this segment that's like, are you garbage? garbage? I don't listen to this podcast. I just heard that one segment. It like came up, like a, like a clip of it came up on my like just explore page. And it was kind of funny. Um, what are we talking about next? I just want to say something really quickly about the Barbie premiere. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that has gotten more press than this Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. As you know, I had a Barbie-themed birthday party. And I'm loving, loving, loving what Margot Robbie wore to the L.A. premiere. Mm-hmm. She's been, like, really pulling through, like, going through the archive of Barbie, all the Barbies. Yeah, like the she, Australia one with the stripes is like the first. She's doing like all of Barbie's outfits. Like yes. she's wearing all the Barbie outfits, but in life size. But so Scaparelli, jealous. Yes, she gets to live out <laughs> real life Barbie. But Scaparelli, that dress was so, so fine. It's the black dress. It's sequined, fitted, fitted, fitted. And then it tulips out at the knee. Okay. And then there's a rosette on one side. And she even Ooh. had like a little pink handkerchief. Like the. <gasps> The attention to detail that every outfit has had, but especially this one, you have to look at it. I unmatched. Yes. Yes, we love Barbie. So we have a listener question, and this week, it's all about us. Monica wrote in, and she asked, she wants to know more about Tamar's dating life, which is not on topic for the style pod, but we love to talk about Tamar's dating life. And then, like, how I transitioned, how I found my transition from full-time content creator blogger to stay-at-home mom pretty much while still maintaining some form of a Instagram. <laughs> That's some form hard. of a business in these first few years. Yeah. Tamar, you want to talk about your dating? Sure, sure. I feel like I'm living my own real-life Jewish matchmaking. So, Which we do need to get Tamar on this show. So if anybody <laughs> has connections for the Jewish matchmaker show on Netflix, like... Oh my gosh, please. I've been wanting please. to submit a video. They're going to have a second season and I would love she to be on She it. would be perfect. <laughs> you would be perfect. If anybody knows somebody, let us know. Who's in charge of casting? Yes. So I've been dating. I live here in Houston. 
and I will go on dates with other with people that don't live in Houston that are Jewish. And so I'm on apps that are not geographically linked to just Houston or mm -hmm. the perimeters are not just Houston. And so that's hard, but sometimes, you know, I do like to travel. Like I do like to go. Well, you were just in LA and then you were in New York. So like, did you, you went on a date? And I went on a few dates with someone in LA. Mm -hmm. And are we gonna are we gonna get into that a little? Okay, bit? let's get into it. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so I went on a few dates with someone in, in LA, and maybe this can link back to like our soft boy. Yes, like the, this is the key point because I've I mean I've heard the stories. So yeah, so I was like you know struggling through it on the on the journey, and so first date was great. Like I told you guys the other week, we went to the LACMA, we went to the to the tar pit. Oh yeah, this so is we the museum first. Yes, date. yes, but and the I thought second that was, day. So. <laughs> A day or two, I mean, my trip was only so long. So a day or two passes and he asks me to get some wine with him. And I was like, that's so nice. And so I am old fashioned and I'm from Houston. I kind of expect someone to pick me up. And actually in LA, like a lot of guys do. And I've had a lot of great luck with like, you know. Okay. So you expect a pickup from where you are, from where you are. To wherever we're going. To wherever you're going, which I used to also demand that for the first, like literally demand it for the first uh, few months. Um, and then, and but then, then when you guys went, got to the restaurant. So we, we meet there and. Okay. So you met oh, there. You ended up oh meeting there. I've left out a crucial part. He had, we had decided on a time. I don't hear from him for two hours after that. And it's like an, a middle of the day kind of day. And I'm just like hanging out, doing my own thing. I kind of assume that it's not going to happen. And so I'm, I'm drinking wine with my girlfriend and I kind of don't really care if it happens or not. Uh -huh. But then he texts me and he says, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And I know in my head, it's oh, so like, he texts you like, I'll let you know when I'm on the way. And you're just kind of like, okay, is that, no, he, he texted me. We, we talked about something that we could do at four. Okay. And I didn't hear from him until six. Oh so my God. Like a major, oh, like, Lord, no. I know. So, <laughs> I was just hanging out and having a good time, and she kind of was like, you know what, just go. So I go. So when he did text you at six, he was like, okay, I'm your ready. friend was like, go. Okay. Yeah. And so I go, and we we meet at the wine bar. So he doesn't offer to pick me up. So I'm like, okay, I'm not in Texas anymore. Which nowadays I think is safer. Yes. I don't want them to know where. Yeah. I feel like back in the day when I was dating, it was like, stand, like, no, you have to come pick me up. Like, what do you think this is? But now I think it's safer that you meet at the location. Yeah, it's true. But that was my little tidbit. Sorry, go ahead. So we have a glass of wine and we share some French fries. And I'm kind of waiting for like the next step. Like I came like kind of across town to meet you. Right. There's like no like. Is there dinner? Like, are we getting dinner? Or is it just wine and French fries? Yeah. And I'm like waiting, like, is there going to be something else? And the check comes and it's really awkward and he's like one not check, offering one check comes a, ch one, a singular okay. check comes and remember he had asked me for wine mm -hmm. he had picked out the place and when the check comes it just feels awkward so i pull out my credit card and he was like no 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 put that away no <laughs> i was shocked i was like it's one glass of wine and he ordered the Bro. french fries he asked me if I wanted some French fries. I said that I would eat some. <laughs> Were you like, oh, sorry, um, you got the French fries, right? <laughs> I should have. So it you was like, like two itemize. Itemize. Oh. You're like, yeah, here is my card. Circle the one glass of wine. 
Oh my, yeah, I ordered the $14 Sancerre, and I think that he got the- The $20. Bourbon or whatever. Exactly. They were like, I mean, yeah. Bro, like, like, if you can't afford to go out on a date, don't go out on a date. And I Ubered there. Like, my Uber was like, this is Los Angeles that we're yeah. talking about. So I hear that this is, like, a huge epidemic. Like, guys are being told by, like, online bloggers or, like, man, like, influencers to, like, not pay for girls' dates. And so- I had a birthday party the next day and I quizzed all the girls. I was like, they, you live here. Like what's going on? Is this like an LA thing? Is it like a, and all the girls there said, yes, they all said, you know, all my guy friends say that they don't want to pay up front because they feel like the girls here are really flaky. And so then I, so I gave him another pass after that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's just, it's tragic. It's really, yeah. Yeah, what I realized is that it's not for me. No, no, no. Well, at least you know that's not for you and that you weed these guys out. Because, like, if they think that they're going to make a good impression by not being able to pay for a glass of wine. Like, it's not like we're doing steak and lobster and, like, expecting to go to the nicest restaurant, the nicest club. Yeah. That's just a glass of... Like, I can understand because what these men that I've heard on these podcasts... Yeah, what is the point? Are they trying to teach us a lesson? They think, from what I understand... They think that, like, these girls are using them for dinner, using that they're not actually interested in them. They just want, like, a free meal, or these girls are, they think that they're worth so much and that they can't, they need to know that a girl isn't after them just for that, so that after the first few months is over, is passes, then they're more comfortable paying for them, which just sounds backwards to me. To me, it sounds like, to me, I would imagine... You want to, because all these are all the guys too that want to talk about how you know women aren't traditional women anymore. Men need to be the provider, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you complain about not having a traditional woman, but or then not you're not, but then you're not being providing. a traditional man, being a provider. So it's like, like if you can only afford to go out on a date one night a week, do that and do it right and pick the right girl. Don't. And then they complain about girls being expensive. Yeah, you're probably trying to date escorts, and they are expensive. Like, date a good, wholesome girl. Oh, but they're not, they're like, we can't find them. It's like, yeah, that's because you're in clubs. You're probably at live or some shit. Like, what? Like, go to church. Find a girl at church. Find a girl at your synagogue. Find a girl at the gym. Like, stop going after, stop DMing them on Instagram. Stop going after Instagram models. And then, like, you go after Instagram models, then you're, like, complaining that she's using you for dinner. Like, what the... Like, it's just, like, so backwards. And sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, it's kind of <laughs> the equivalent of, like, going out with a guy that, like, just sends you fire emojis and then not expecting him to, like... Yeah. Guys yeah. are just, like, doing the minimum, in my opinion. And then they want to talk about that they are the provider, that they're... It's like, no, you're not shit because you can't even buy a glass of wine, clearly. Classically, any time that I have felt like yeah. I could split a bill, yeah. then I never go on a second date right and so I did this time because it was like a different environment all my coworkers and friends said that like that's what the guys do there and then it just well that's up- why the dating scene sucks there like well, that's why they're all like, nobody's notoriously doing well there. bad they're just gonna spin their wheels and never gonna find anybody if they're like afraid to take the risk of spending the glass of like she's using you for a glass of wine oh my god like no dude and it sucks because like sorry that yeah. was like <laughs> no because like <laughs> You know, we all make investments that are not great time-wise. In friendships, like we go yeah. to dinner parties, we do whatever, and 
you spend money and you figure out, you know what, like that was fun, but I kind of got weird vibes. I've definitely provided on dates, maybe not like outwardly monetarily, like I pick up the tab, but like I will, I've gone to Austin for a date. Like I've paid my way. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that, but like, you know, if I really feel like, but I do like to, so on these dates, you like to travel. Yeah. So I like to travel, but you know, it does cut into my time when I'm out of town, you know, and, um, or maybe like I'll send a cute gift if I see, if I had a good time and I feel like we're connecting or something Mm -hmm. like not expensive, but like I thought of you, like when I was dating, I did have specific rules that I went, and I remember one of my boyfriends was like, really, I have to come pick you up. You're like 30 minutes away. And I was like, well, if you want to see me, uh-huh. like, yeah. He was like, I can't believe you're making me do this. I'm like, okay, like, this is how it is to date me. And you can either take it or leave it. And that's literally, I like, I did not care. Yeah. You don't have to say it in a mean way, but it's like, I, yeah. talk, that's setting a boundary. I said it in a nice way. I didn't say it like, take it or leave it, like whatever. Like he came and picked me up and we had a three-year relationship. So it worked out <laughs> in that sense. You knew what but- to expect. But I'm just like, I'm not going to be one of these girls that, like, plays house with you. I'm not going to be somebody who, you know, I'm going to drive out and meet you and split the bill and all this shit. Like, that's not me. And I was setting a boundary. And this was over voicemail, not text. Not voicemail. This was over the phone, not text. So he can't post screenshots of my crazy. But, um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, if you want to see me tonight or if you want to see me, like, I'll be come, here. Yeah, I'll be here. You can come get me or I can go hang out with my friends. Like, it's up yeah. to you. It's up to you. Like, I'm not. You yeah, know. I totally hear that. I was trying to do something in a different city, but yeah. it did not work. Yeah. <laughs> and then, sorry, I just wanted to say, like, I'm not like that for the rest of the three years. Then, like, after we're in, like, a monogamous relationship, then, then like, I will, I'll meet you. We drive. Like, I drive sometimes. I pick you up a lot. Like, I did a lot for this but person. For the so I'm not. But for the courting phase, that is, like, the phase of your, like, showing you know, what you will do for this person. Like I'm, yeah, courting. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. Feel like talking gets me heated. <laughs> we'll discuss more about this, but that's like a little snippet of what I'm doing right now. After these beige flags, now I see were red. I still like gave another chance. Like we talked and then I realized that like for so many different reasons, this guy wasn't for me. So now I can look back and say, you know what? I tried that. That wasn't for me. I feel like those beige flags are like, okay, but maybe I will like not put myself so far out there. Cause I felt like, I mean, I didn't spend so much of my time with this guy, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. It's, I realized that, that, that it's not for me. So what do you guys think? Should a girl split the bill with a guy on the first date? Let us know. You know, my opinion. <laughs> and you know which way I'm leaning towards. <laughs> We have the same opinion on this. <laughs> and there are plenty of things to do that aren't expensive. Like the museum date was perfect. Right. And one right. glass of wine is not yeah. that expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like crazy expensive I just dates. feel like as a woman, I have to explain myself so much. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of women explaining themselves too much, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. That wraps up this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.